of WFAN. This is Mike Zahn, Francesa on the fan on this uh, Monday after a, another wild football Sunday, the 19th day, a short work week in November. Obviously, uh, tomorrow's a travel day for a lot of people, uh, less so Wednesday, but still, on, that used to be, in the old days, the busiest uh, you know, travel day of the year. That's kind of changed now since most people now take Wednesdays off and turn Tuesday into the travel day. It seems to be the case now uh, pretty much everywhere. But uh, you know, from, from that standpoint, uh, you have a short week but a busy week. You got three games on Thanksgiving, which have changed radically with what happened yesterday. I mean, uh, things you wouldn't have expected. A lot of the things you would have felt going into those games were all going to be changed by what happened yesterday. Uh, and, of course, we begin with uh, the football giants and uh, their hold on, uh, you know, for dear life win yesterday. Uh, where they got the offense cranked up and their defense just made it a thriller moment down the stretch of that game, which should never have happened, but it did uh, on a day where the offense uh, found itself in a couple of ways, which we'll get to. Uh, Eli will join us at 5. Saquon Barkley will join us at 5.30. He had a very good day yesterday, a very productive day, as did the uh, giant quarterback, who was just a, uh, a smidge short of having a perfect record. The the uh, perfect rating in the NFL, which has been achieved over 60 times in a regular season play, is 158.3. Okay, let's not go through all the uh, permutations that get you there. But the bottom line is you got to complete a high percentage of passes, throw some touchdown passes, have a high per pass attempt average, and don't throw any interceptions. All that will get you there. Eli had a perfect rating back in 2009 in a game. Like I said, there's been 60 perfect ratings. I think his brother might have the most ever. Uh, of all. He's close. He might have the most ever in the regular season games. There's guys who have done it multiple times, including Peyton. Uh, but as we said yesterday, was a smidge short. It was one uh, wheel route thrown over the wrong shoulder that Barkley almost caught. That would have made him a perfect 18 for 18. Instead, he wound up 17 for 18, as you know, and needed every single one of them, especially the pass to Ingram. And at that point, I actually have to admit I was concerned because I said if they do anything here but score a touchdown, didn't want a field goal, I hate going up six, not with that defense. And I never, ever considered, never once considered the fact that they could run out the clock for five minutes. The Giants are not built to play the four-minute game. We know that. And obviously, uh, they hit the play they had to hit, the play you've been envisioning, the play I've been envisioning since training camp to Ingram. That's the play I've been seeing in my mind a thousand times. It finally came at the right moment in the game. Bing, bing, down there, and then we're able to run a little clock off. Not enough. And then, obviously, at that point, we all thought, okay, that's enough. Only to see the Giants in trying to play the prevent game, which means exchange yardage slowly for time so that you get it to where if they are going to score – They score inside of two minutes with no timeouts, and then all you have to do is field the onside kick, lie on it, and then take a knee. 
Of course, that would have been too simple because the Giants allowed him to get behind the defense and score in a minute and 20 seconds and then, of course, make it very interesting by not getting a first down and, you know, just have your heart in your mouth as Winston goes back to throw, uh, you know, wondering what the final is going to be here and what the, you know, seeing a ball, can you see the ball tipped up in the air? One of the Giants trying to make another interception that's been bombling around like they were doing all day and seeing one of the Tampa guys grabbing it and running it into the end zone and we have another, uh, you know, uh, massacre of the Meadowlands. So, so uh, I could envision that yesterday. Thankfully, it didn't happen. And the Giants got out of there with a very hard fought, very, very tough, impressive on one side, ugly on the other side, victory. Now, listen, I thought the Giants would get 30 on Tampa. Tampa's defense stinks. We know that. It was depleted and it stinks. You knew the Giants were going to give up yardage, but they did an okay job on Fitz, who, again, showed you why he's Fitz, because when he gets the starting job, he usually throws himself out of it. He did yesterday, and let's be honest, Dirk Cutter is going, to the, unfortunately, to the unemployment line. Uh has handled that quarterback situation miserably. You can't have your young quarterback in, out, in, out, up, down, in, out. It doesn't work that way. It, it, it does not work that way. And it's one too many times uh, that he's gone to both quarterbacks in the game. And they've led the world in turnovers. Now they move the ball on everybody. They got big-time wide receivers, and they got quarterbacks who can throw it. Both of them can. They do it differently. But they throw it, and they throw it effectively, but they also throw it to the other side a lot of times. And that was the difference in that game yesterday. There was some really bad defense played by the Giants. Really horrific, like the first and 30 play where you let a wide receiver screen go for 50. I mean, come on. It's a wide receiver screen on first and 30. Uh, just, uh, just stuff like that. And just l- turning guys loose in the secondary when you, you're trying to play a prevent, and you're still letting guys get behind you. Uh, just uh, ugly, ugly stuff. And then the coach, what was he doing before the half? Can somebody tell me? You're averaging seven yards a play, and you're, you're fourth and two on their 37-yard line, and you're going to punt the ball? Nah, come on. I understand you got a little rock there when they called the playback. After about a 15-minute, it seemed like, uh, investigation. Uh, and it was the right call. I just wish it didn't have to take 15 minutes to get there. But, come on, you cannot, you cannot punt the ball there. I mean, one play, they're right back out. And if he doesn't throw a pick, they're going to score. And they're going to get the ball to start the third quarter. And they're going to take all the life out of the building. So, I mean, he got very lucky on that one. Really Really lucky. It was a terrible decision. Listen, your offense was your matchup yesterday. That was your matchup. Your offense against their defense was your matchup. Their offense against your defense was not the matchup yesterday. Your offense was the matchup yesterday. I understand defense scored a touchdown. I understand that. Nice play. Made up for some of the just absolutely horrific plays they made on defense yesterday in terms of tackling, in terms of coverage. I mean, just horrible Horrible stuff. But they got to win. And now you're going to hear it today. I said this two weeks ago before the Niner game. I said, I don't know if this will happen. I hope it does. That if they can get the two wins in winnable games, you're going to dream the dream going to Philly. And I hear it everywhere now. People are dreaming the dream. And 
and it's been added to by the fact that the Redskins lose their quarterback in a horrific, and, and we send them our best, a good kid. That's a horrific injury. I mean, that, you know. Smith is a winning quarterback in the NFL. He's not a star. He's a winning quarterback, though. He wins regular season games. He doesn't win playoff games. And now you're going to go fall off the Colt McCoy, and they're all banged up on the offensive line, and that's a rough stop. And Sanchez to back it up is not the way to go. So, but that's where they are. It gives Dallas off their two wins in a row, give them credit, gives them a chance to see if they can take advantage in this division. The Eagles look dead and buried, but if the Eagles are dead and buried, bury them this week. If the Eagles are dead and buried, as they looked yesterday, we all know the numbers, the most one-sided loss by a Super Bowl champ, blah, blah, blah. If they're dead and buried, bury them this week. Last year with nobody there, Eli threw for 400 yards against the Eagles. With nobody there. With backup receivers. So take this group down there this week and get one more point than they... I'm not asking them to win by 20. Just get one more point than they got. That's it. Just one more. And make this thing four and seven. And then, you know what? You start to think about, hey, here comes Chicago. And then they go to Washington. And then in comes Tennessee. And yeah, the Colts are playing great with luck, but, you know, still a winnable game. And then the Cowboys got to come in the last week. And wouldn't it be nice if that was for the division title? Yes, that's how dreams work. But they start one day at a time. Now you're two hours. Listen, it's an eight-hour dream. You're two hours into the dream. That's it. It's still early in the night. You know? This, you're not, you haven't even heard anything. You haven't even heard a bird chirp yet. Two hours into the night. It's an eight-hour dream. You're two hours into it. But you know what? It was a nightmare. Now it's two hours into a dream. It's a long way to go. But here's what you got. You got a reason now on Sunday to sit there as they go to Philly and say, hey, what if? That's maybe more than you thought you were going to get out of this rotten season. What if? And if they win that one, and go to four and seven. No matter what happens in Dallas on Thanksgiving, you're going to still be dreaming. Because they're both in front of you. So you're still going to be dreaming. You got games with both of them. Now, can they stub their toe? Probably not. Could you make a case they could lose one of the AFC games and still maybe get in at 8-8? Eight eight? It's, a, it's a long shot. They probably got to run the table. But I think he understood that. So I don't think you want to look at it as, ah, they can lose one of these AFC games. Well, you know what? Maybe they could. They can't lose a division game under any circumstance. They probably can't lose an NFC game under any circumstances. They might be able to lose one of the others. But I'm not even sure that's true. Don't even go there yet. Don't even go there. Know you have a game left with each of the teams in front of you in the division. And know that right now, at least, you have a little bit, a little bit of a dream. You're two hours into a dream. And that's better than where you were two weeks ago. And, you know, as we try to tell people all year, if you put the quarterback in a position where he just has to play quarterback, he'll do what he has to do. Put the team in the end zone make his throws, complete his passes, 
get the job done as he's always done. He was not what was wrong with the offense. Tried to tell you that week in, week out. I think yesterday showed most of you that it's the truth. Now, they got to do it against better teams. They got to block them. If they can block them the same way they blocked them yesterday, where they get some play action going, where they get some running game going, and they get enough times to get him to let the get ball get down the field, Giants could be good offensively. Really good. Now, defensively, I don't think they're ever going to get the good this year. You take okay, and you'd like to see some kind of pass rush somewhere. I don't know what Vernon was doing in the game yesterday. I have no idea. And the defense says you right now. The offensive line took a little step forward. And now, again, this was Tampa. Doesn't mean there's not a 10-sack game right around the corner, and they got to guard against that. And they got to let this kid be able to get some plays as he did yesterday. More fives and sixes as you heard them talk to him about. We talked about it with the coach last week. He's got to learn that. And he, he was better at that last week. Run a little more inside. Worry about fives and sixes. Don't try to get 25 every play. Came within an inch of break. He's always going to be an inch. with it. Every game is going to be four or five where he's an inch or a hand tackle or an arm tackle away from breaking one. That's who he is. Especially this early in his career, that's who he is. So they made the plays they had to make yesterday. And the one play they had to make was the play to Ingram. They had, because they could have lost the game there. They had to get that ball down to where they were in a commanding position to score. And that's what they did. That was the biggest throw of the day. Because with five minutes left, they still could have lost that game. And they're not capable of running five minutes off the clock. It's just not who they are. The four-minute game is beyond their ability, even against Tampa. So your giant calls or your giant dreams when we come back. 